Welcome to Archetypes and Anarchy, a podcast created by me, Courtney Floyd, and my introduction to fiction students at the University of Oregon in spring of 2018. Episode 5, Retelling Hansel and Gretel. Hi, I'm Atlas. Hi, I'm Sean. Hi, I'm Isabel. I'm Joey. Today we're talking about Hansel and Gretel, an original German fairy tale published in 1812 by the Grimm brothers. Hansel and Gretel is tale type number 327. So my retelling was a movie. Uh, It's called Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. It was a movie released in 2013 by Paramount Pictures. Um, It shows the beginning is closest to the original story. It shows the Hansel and Gretel uh, finding the witch's house, which is a gingerbread house in the retelling, uh, where uh, the witch tries to fatten Hansel and eventually Gretel throws her into the oven, killing her. Um, Then the movie hits its plot line where Hansel and Gretel, uh, Gretel are fully grown and they become witch hunters. So initially it is about them ridding towns of meddlesome witches that are trying to kill off the young the young children but eventually they find the uh the the grand witch they call it uh named muriel who is uh trying to kill 12 children for a ritual to rid the witches of their um of their weakness to fire uh hansel and gretel go through a daring <laughs> A daring uh, capture of Muriel and end up killing her while dragging up some childhood um, significant events, including their mother, uh, the reason for their mother's death and their father's death as well. Until the end of the uh, until the end of the movie, where they end up killing Muriel and saving the children, uh, living happily ever after in their own version. The modern retelling that I read was Hansel and Gretel, a modern adaptation by Shweta Sen. I found this on a uh, student-run blog, rather, uh, from Penn State University named Rhetoric and Civic Life. There's also a couple other modern adaptations on the blog, including uh, retellings of Cinderella and Rapunzel. And within the retelling of Hansel and Gretel, the author takes the existing story structure from the Grimm Brothers version and puts it in the context of two college students freeloading off their parents. This differs greatly from the context of poverty and famine in the original version. There's also a lot of humor inserted into the retelling, reflecting the college environment, and the author depicts uh, a couple other differences stemming from the way the author portrays the witch character. In this version, there is no witch. Instead, a professor gives a student a place to stay in exchange for their help grading papers. Once Hansel and Gretel are finished grading, they map their way home on a computer and live happily ever after with their parents. I chose to analyze an adaptation of Hansel and Gretel told in the form of a short story by Rachel Lynch. She posted this adaptation of the original story on a website called Wattpad. This story, published in August of 2010, takes a modern twist on the original Hansel and Gretel published in 1812. In this adaptation, Hansel and Gretel are abandoned in the woods during a hike with their father in northern Maine. After much bickering between the siblings, the two decide to search through the woods as they have no cell phones and their GPS is broken. 
They come across a house made of the latest technology in which the, an old lady resides who later tries to eat them. After realizing this, they escape from the house and find their way back home. The retelling I chose to analyze is a three-part story by Daniel B. Kersey published on the website Wattpad on June 3, 2016. This specific story transforms the original tale into a much more realistic situation that takes place in New York City. In this version of the story, Hansel and Gretel are put up for adoption after their birth father loses his job and their stepmother convinces him that the kids would have a better life without them. The children are sent to live with an elderly, wrinkly woman who lives in an ultimately plain house with a bizarre Candyland kitchen. After weeks of the kids feeling trapped in the old woman's prison and attempting to convince their father to take them back as his own, the elderly woman dies in an unseen fire and the father legally takes the children back. The cause of the fire is a mystery in this version of the story. However, the author implies that it was Gretel who caused it. The children live almost happily ever after without their evil stepmother and with the government checks from Child Protective Services that they took from the old woman after her passing. So now we're going to talk about the original source story that we had and the archetypes that we found. Uh, we are going to use these to kind of find like some parallels to draw and evaluate our own retellings. Uh, the first thing that we found in the original story of Hansel and Gretel was this big problem with famine and hunger that is has some historical significance as well. Yeah, I think it, it's probably one of the more key elements that is just driving the story as a whole. Like from the beginning, you see that they're struggling with famine and most likely poverty as well. So those are some key points that come back and draw to like older times where famine was a lot more common. This kind of is part of why the story was written in that way. I mean, it caters to an audience and then most of the audience that was reading fairy tales were, as we discussed in class, people in poverty um, or those who didn't have money and wanted to live in a happier a happier way so it was kind of just catering to the audience that they knew they had yeah I think that kind of draws into the the happily or the happily ever after uh, point that like all of these tales have is that it's kind of like another like alternate happier place that people wish they could be in but they don't necessarily have the resources another archetype we found was a bond between a father son and daughter this depiction of a family helped to show how the siblings were very reliant on each other throughout their journey. The father can be seen as a very positive character, although he did he was the one that abandoned them. He was very reluctant about doing this and was happy on their return. The father also shares the archetype as the guileless fool. The father is tricked into leaving his kids from the evil mother when deep down that isn't what he really wanted. After the kids leave, the father isn't ever really happy again, which shows his regret with being fooled into something he didn't want to do. He's an ultimately innocent figure in this story who cares for his kids but couldn't stand up enough in the beginning. The mother's an interesting character because she's wicked from the start. She tricks the father, as said earlier, into giving the kids into the forest. And uh, after the children have their event they come back and the mother's also dead so it kind of draws this parallel between the mother and the witch after Gretel kills the witch they come back the father is filled with joy and the mother is out of the way so it kind of almost shows this like bond between witch and mother and how 
evil characters impose their will and eventually are defeated by Hansel and Gretel's wittiness. Yeah, I think that's a really good point that you make there. It, 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 there's this implicit like connection between the two, between the witch and the mother, but they don't tell you, so it kind of leaves you wondering how the two are connected, but in the end it really follows that uh, archetype of the way that evil is pretty much always going to be vanquished, so all char- evil characters are going to be either swept away or removed from the, the plot itself. This also creates the happily ever after idea. These children go through torment, and so does the father. And at the uh, like, past that, they find not only each other and happiness, but they also get riches because obviously Hansel and Gretel find these objects of great value in the witch's house, and uh, in in the end, are able to pull themselves out of poverty, which is also something that ties back to the audience because that's clearly what an an audience that is needing for money would want. They kind of read this story to feel good about themselves and feel that there's like a light at the end of the tunnel. And it, and it supplies that in the ending where everybody ends up being happy. Yeah, I think you make a good point there about uh, this idea of hope and how people in poverty might see this tale as uh, a way of being hopeful and a way of maybe coming out of poverty or having a better outlook on the way that they view their situation. And another thing is, is that it kind of can connect to, it connects to family in its own right, but it also connects to social classes in relation to uh, family members, like how the father is seen as pretty much as a good character, even though he is manipulated by the mother. He is a good character because he is wanting to keep the family together. And in a situation of poverty, having that family connection might be all you have. Like you won't always have food or you won't always have uh, other items in your house. Like you won't have an amazing place, but you still have that sense of family and that connection to other people. Going off of the family bond, Hansel and Gretel make a lot, of, a lot of progress in their relationship. This can be seen through both of their cleverness. Hansel started with dropping the pebbles to keep their trace to go back to the house. Although they both make a lot of progress through their journey, Gretel can be seen as taking more action and ultimately through pushing the which in the oven and saving the two of them. While the mother and the witch in this story share the archetype as the wicked crone, Gretel then takes their place in the story as the strong female character after the mother and the witch are demonized. The archetypes we explored were hunger and poverty, family bond, and the mother's role. Hunger and poverty were very important because they kind of drove the plot line throughout. It was what created the call to action, the conflict, and finally the resolution. The family bond was what kept everybody together. Hansel and Gretel kind of worked together, and the father was the guileless fool, as we said, but in the end, they were all happy when they were reunited. Finally, it's the mother's role and the female, uh, the female figure. The mother and the witch drew a parallel. They were the antagonist and they created a lot of the conflict along with the driving force of the famine. 
and eventually Gretel took on the strong female character and in the end when the witch and, and the mother both died. As I stated when introducing the version that I read, Hansel and Gretel, a modern adaptation, the story plays out within the same basic structure as the grim version, while utilizing the trope of the needy college student living at home. Each event plays out in the same way, with few drastic variations. It is, however, toned down to, in certain respects, specifically in relation to the parents, the famine situation, or lack thereof, and the portrayal of the witch, which is substituted for a hard-grading professor. The way that the parents are portrayed places them in an understandable position where they want their college-age children out of the house because they don't clean up after themselves. This poses a great contrast from the grim version where the mother wants to get rid of the children for good, while the father cares deeply about his children. In the adapted version, both parents are looking to rid themselves of their needy children. Another evident point of differentiation in the modern retelling is the way the author inserts humor into the fairy tale. The author uses this as a way to keep the audience entertained, as well as provides a humorous spin-off of the original plot devices. An example of one of these plot devices is the way in which Hansel marks his way back home. Instead of breadcrumbs or pebbles, Hansel uses M&Ms, which are eaten by squirrels during the night. One of the most important differences between this retelling and the original that I noted was the way the witch character changed. In this version, the professor replaces the witch, making it more of a lighthearted part of the story. In fact, most of the story is lighthearted and based in humor. The professor is also more of a positive part of the plot because he doesn't act as a threat to Hansel and Gretel. He simply wants them to do the work that his TAs couldn't complete in exchange for a place to stay. The only threatening portion of his character is that he instructs Hansel and Gretel to grade the papers harshly, no matter how well written they are. I found this interesting because the only nefarious part of his character doesn't directly affect Hansel and Gretel. Instead, it affects outside characters or other students. Another element of this retelling that I found interesting was the fact that the author really does a good job of taking care of her audience and knowing exactly who her audience is going to be. Based on where her content is, has been shared through a college blog at Penn State, it, it just shows that she knows that everyone who's going to be reading it is most likely going to be a college student and have that same, those same experiences that connect with the way in which Hansel and Gretel has been portrayed in her iteration of that story. Overall, I think that Hansel and Gretel, a modern adaptation, does a great job of taking a tale based in times of poverty and famine and shifting the way, the way it is portrayed in order to reflect a more modern context. It doesn't feel like the original story has been forced into modern day. Instead, it has changed in ways that make the most sense for a college-age Hansel and Gretel. The elements of humor are fitting and a less serious tone throughout shows that the author didn't want to be taken too seriously. The tale also shows how the author, who was in college at the time of writing this piece, was also able to take humorous elements from her life and her own experiences with tough professors to formulate a retelling around the basic plot of Hansel and Gretel. Each subtle element fits together well and makes for an interesting read. The more major adjustments in the story, like the portrayal of the professor and the parents, was enough for me to feel as though the retelling was well thought out and deliberate. 
There are several ways in which this particular adaptation of Hansel and Gretel mimics the original story by the Grimm brothers. For one, the particular structure provided portrays just how the story comes about. In both stories, the children are left to fend for themselves in the forest and eventually find a house made up, the, made up of the ideal things that they want at the time. While there was no mention of them ever returning home for a first time by leaving a trail, the overall setting and series of events within followed a fairly similar structure. Additionally, the mother was the one who was pushing for the father to abandon the children. While the father still continued with this, his reluctancy could be seen in both stories. And in the end, when the children returned, the stepmother was gone and the father was overjoyed with his children's re return. Despite the previously mentioned similarities found within both stories, there are significantly more differences that can be detected. These changes that make up the adaptation of the original story largely speak towards the cultural and historical movements that have occurred over time. For one, the language within both stories is extremely different. I thought that the biggest difference could be seen through the dialogue between Hansel and Gretel. The language used within the retelling of the story can appear as much more casual and a more stereotypical way that a brother and sister can be seen discussing issues that come about. For example, in the original, Hansel, and Gre Hansel says to Gretel, just go to sleep, Gretel, dear, God will help us. However, in the rewrite, Hansel and Gretel can be seen using sarcasm and audacious an audacious language towards each other. For example, Hansel says to Gretel in a condescending tone, oh yeah, and how do you think we'll get home? This major difference in tone presents an extremely modern language that is largely seen among siblings today. The shift in language can also be seen through their references to their father as dad instead of father, as well as use, uses of new words that weren't yet discovered at the time, such as referencing to technology. The structure of events written by the author is also extremely different. In the original passage, words such as since, then, now, finally, etc. make up the original story to show a pattern of cause and effect, while the rewrite has a much more laid-back tone, which can be seen through the absence of these elements and an increase in dialogue. Consequently, the original story is much longer than the rewrite. This change in the language and tone of the two stories helps to show the major changes that have occurred over time, within both the way people talk to each other as well as the overall writing style of authors. One of the biggest changes that occurred within these stories is the presence of technology within. Throughout the entirety of the rewrite, there are many mentions of technology such as iPads, computers, cell phones, GPSs, and other electronics. Even so, the witch ends up tripping over a computer cord and passing out, which results in the children escaping from her house. Evidently, this aspect is missing from the original as technology was yet to be discovered. This helps to portray the major shift that children have experienced in today's society. Just as seen in the depiction of the witch's house, the original story portrays a house made of candy, while the rewrite portrays a house made of modern technology. The stereotypical idea of children's addictive personalities towards candy and sweets may now be substituted with the overwhelming presence of technology and electronics that have such a major impact on the world today, specifically the youngest generation. Another interesting aspect that helps to define the major shift in time between the two stories takes place as the children escape from the witch. In the original, the children were aware that the woman was going to eat them, as she announced to them before fattening them up. However, in the adaptation of the story, the children were unaware that she was going to eat them until they finally put the pieces together and understood why they were getting so large. This in turn was because they had heard at a prior time that there was a cannibal on the loose. 
This element of the story helps to show how, through the use of technology and other forms of media, news can travel much faster and wider to massive groups of people. Because they knew this information, they were able to defend themselves and save themselves from the woman, which they wouldn't have been able to do if they were unaware of this information. This difference between the two stories helps to show just how this presence of technology and increasing connectivity between people has greatly changed and impacted our culture. Lastly, in the original story, Hansel majorly takes the lead in controlling the situation. This can be seen by him leaving a trail for them to follow along, comforting Gretel when she would cry, and being clever when trapped in the cage. While Gretel does end up saving them in the end of the original, the unwavering strength and dominance that Gretel holds over Hansel in the retelling is extremely powerful to the progressive role that women hold in today's society. Moreover, Gretel is seen as the strong sibling. She continues to work while Hansel rests. She is constantly trying to find solutions while they are lost, and she takes control of each situation. This representation of Gretel can, show, can help to show the large strides that women have made in becoming an equal and strong gender when compared to men. When compared to when the original was written, women would be pre presented as weak and unequal to men, just as Gretel was shown in the original. While in the end, both of these stories portray the same lessons and themes within the addition of these adaptations of the new cultural and historical changes over time, ultimately define the new society and depiction of this fairy tale. I chose a retelling, which is actually a movie. It's called Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, a movie produced by Paramount Pictures in 2013. It is simply about, well, it begins with Hansel and Gretel in the iconic story where they are trapped by an evil witch in a gingerbread house. After, Han after Gretel ends up killing the witch, they become witch hunters in later, later in life when they're in their mid-20s to early 30s. They rid villages of troublesome witches that are trying to kill children for their rituals. Uh, in the end, they kill the Grand Witch, as portrayed in the movie, and live happily ever after, or their version of that. The first thing to be to discuss is length. Now, a classic fairy tale like the original Hansel and Gretel that we read is quite short. It can be read in 10-15 minutes, while a movie is obviously going to be over an hour. So they had a lot more time to expand upon ideas and give some more backstory and I thought that that was interesting um, mainly because it was set years after this childhood trauma they kind of tied it back to um, the family bond that was so important in the original. Playing off of this family bond role a major character are the parents mother and father uh, in my retelling, the father ends up die, dying to save Hansel and Gretel of more persecution after the event. The mother, however, is actually a witch, as they find out later in the, mo 